Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. This is the Darren Green Show. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is, this is the Darren Green Show. I'm Darren Green. It's Prince Derek Gall. And you're listening to episode 70. As you can see, my girl Twyla's here. I usually introduce people after I, you know, do all the subscribing and all that. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us a rate and review if you can, and follow me at TDGS Media on Twitter and Instagram. I'm joined with Twyla, as you guys can see. How you doing, Hello. girl? This Hi. is a different. This is a different podcast. Yeah, this. Is, <laughs> I, I like. I'm still trying to get used to it. This is. Uh-huh. I like this stuff. You like it? Okay. All right. All right. How you doing, Derek? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just quarantining and being a real housewife of New Jersey. Being a real oh, not a real housewife in New Jersey, honey. Yes. Um, so yeah, this is the quarantine edition. First of all, shout out to Skype because all day we've been trying to use this site. Though I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give no names because you know I don't want to talk bad about like small businesses or whatever. But we've been trying to get together, you know, trying to do this recording for the longest, and we had issues last week. That's why I had to call him in, and I'm like, what is going on? So we just found out that you can basically do like podcast recording for Skype too. They they record like the like the little videos or whatever. So I don't need Zoom or anything like that because I wasn't really trying. I wasn't really trusting Zoom like that. Um, so it's good that we're back here together. And this is like the quarantine edition, I would say. And this is like the, our first video because I don't think we ever did like an official like podcast video. Um, mm-hmm. Right. It was even was it wasn't even gonna happen either because like we just called Derek Dahl in and he was like. It just looks so nice. It's like, oh, we all in the video. We might as well just make it into, you know, a little situation. Well. You know, things happen. So anyway, what's what's going on with the weekend, honey? How was y'all weekend? How was y'all week for rather? Uh, I can't remember the days. Like, <laughs> Not sure I can't remember the days. <laughs> like the week report is a daily report now. Just Uh-oh. saying. Uh, <laughs> a, a daily what? Daily report. Oh, <sighs> Because I, I don't, rem- I, my days are mixed up now. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not working right now. So I'm just like, don't right, what know day what's is going it? on. Mm-hmm. I, I can say the same. I didn't even know this weekend was Mother's Day until like <laughs> Saturday night. No, not Mother's Day. What happened to the I, video? I, I, I don't know. I saw y'all, but then I didn't see y'all when he started recording. Oh, wait a minute. I think you just have the, you just the way you had the phone um yeah so now we can see you y'all can see me i can't see y'all we can't see we mean you can't see us we can see you i can't see y'all child what is going on i see i see see your profile pictures and i see tw hold on let me well we can see you but watch what you watch okay Okay. can you see it yeah Okay. Okay, I just turned on and off my mic. Can you see us now? 
Well, we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. I can, I mean, I can't see y'all, but oh, I can see you now. Okay, good. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I said, we just knocking on wood with the Skype situation, but um, my weekend or week report, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with you because it just seemed like I didn't even know the Mother's Day was yesterday. Like, my mom had to literally remind me, she was like, uh, excuse me, um, Mother's Day is tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, okay. I got you. I'm here like a little, huh? No, I'm saying everybody. I it took. I think Saturday or even Friday. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's Mother's Day, but like my mom was treating it like it was her motherfucking birthday. I'm like, sis, I know it's Mother's <laughs> Day, but you got to calm down. Like you're doing no, way too much for my taste. Tell me how my best friend is. She's gonna sit there and text me talking about something, or she called me rather. She over here like, um. Excuse me, it's Mother's Day. I'm like, girl, come on now. Uh, maybe right, if I look at my like, mother, I'll understand. I'll be forgetting. I'll be forgetting my friends. My certain friends of mine have children. I'm like, I'll be forgetting y'all moms. I'm like, yeah, this this is, this is different. Um, other than that, I had orientation yesterday. Uh, like I said in the last episode, I worked for BJ's. Um, yeah. It was, I think, I, I, now I work in the produce section. If you know about produce, that's basically you just flipping and not flipping, but you're just like restocking the uh, the produce because it's not always going to be, you know, mm-hmm. good to sell. You have to throw stuff away. You have to put stuff back. And it's actually like, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's not, it's just something that it's a job where I'm always doing something because I don't mm-hmm. like jobs where you have a lot of downtime because I feel like if I have, a lot, have too much downtime, I don't do shit. Like, I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Yeah. So there's always this Boy, type of job. Collect yeah. your check. <laughs> Not boy, collect your check. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be working nine to five from like Tuesday to Saturday, but I also ask for Sunday and Sunday and Monday off so we can, you know, I can do the podcast. Um, so that's still gonna work. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on. That's what I've been doing. Um, I also wanted to talk about this, huh? I'm gonna try to get me a new job as well. Like, I gotta try to find something that I can do from either work from home, right? Because mm-hmm. the kid needs more coin. Like, yeah, like I when I tell coin. you, yeah, I can't, I can't, I cannot. Like this whole like, because I was working. Like, I like when I was in my college dorm, uh, working at the uh, dormitory, or whatever. I was making, I was making my little coin or whatever. But then this shit happened, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> no, it's really like it's like that. It's really sad how everyone, you know, is either unemployed or they're trying. They're probably, you know, at a job that they don't want to be at. Right. Things of that nature, or they're risking their lives to have a job. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just way too much going on. Way too much going on, and also you know, just to, to bring into us a perspective. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but like there was. These council members at the Trenton council members or whatever was arguing on like a conference call, or whatever. It was like real, like it got viral because like there was a lot of sites that was talking about it. And then I heard about it because, you know, I subscribed to Trentonian. Mm-hmm. Um, this councilwoman, Robin Vons or whatever, gets into it with the mayor. Saying Same all this, him. saying all this outlandish stuff because she's been talking shit about him. Um, I just like how Derek is just like, he's just at home in his zone. <laughs> Listen, I want Listen. some of that cake. Like, <laughs> right, right. He just showed us that he making a cake Sorry. or whatever. <laughs> I had to go feed my daughter. Oh yes, how's the how's the kitty kitty doing? Oh, let me see. Well, I'm sorry. Acclimated. 
Uh-huh. I want a cat so bad. I mean, a kitten. I mean, I you got a cat. Oh, I was about to say. I'm like, you definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marley. I know. I'm, I've been having cat fever because everybody around me have cats. Being a cat mom, being a cat dad is a new thing. So yes. Okay. Get into it. But anyway, back to my topic or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this council so. people was arguing. Oh, hey, cutie. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, cute, a cutie. Okay, they, they appearance on the show. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So they were just arguing about stuff. Like she, like the councilwoman or whatever. She was over here arguing that, um, or not arguing. She was just talking shit about her on Facebook, and I guess they pressed her on it in the conference call. Mm-hmm. Well, she was saying this like all because you know our mayor, Mayor Reed, is like gay or whatever. Like he's our first LGBT mayor. So she was just saying some off the wall shit like he's a pedophile and that you be having young boys in the office or whatever. I'm like, what is going on here? Oh God, no. Uh huh. Yeah, and and my thing is, I'm like, you act like we wasn't gonna hear about this about the because usually the conference is like open for everybody to to you know show up to you know it's just city council members. Um, but being that this is you know during quarantine, they had it on the phone, so it was gonna be released anyway. It was just like talk, they was arguing like it was loving hip hop. I'm like, and, it, I, and I would say it was on both sides too because both of them like call, was calling each other out their names and stuff like that. I'm like, people are worried. Yeah, I'm like, you are a whole mayor and you're a whole councilwoman. Like y'all sitting here arguing like y'all kids, like y'all in high school. I think that this, but that's this, how the, it is behind the scenes. Like when it's not those public council meetings, like they really be going at it. Like, right, it's, it's no jokes. I can't wait to run for office. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, like I'm getting elected to read the eyeballs out of bitch today, okay? Oh, okay, not to read the eyeballs out of bitches. No, <laughs> but people are worried. Like at this time, this is the worst time to to do this because people are worried about what's going on. And the last thing people need to know is like their leaders, um, their um, yeah, their lead, their their political leaders are arguing and not really knowing what's going on or how to um fix it. I don't know. I just think that there should be a level of ethic. When it comes to politics and people, yeah, and especially after this administration that jumped out the window. Child, this is the new America. Like, uh, what are you talking about? People don't care. At this point, it's at this point, it should be expected. Huh? Mhm. I don't know, child. I try. I try as to. As long as they get their job done, they right. can already want to just get your job done. Period. But, All right. Dr. Trenton. Are y'all the capital? Uh, yes, we are the capital. We're the state capital. What fix it? So we gotta get we gotta get it together. Um, I wonder. Well, I'm about it. No one just has a person in Jersey. I don't know why y'all are the capital. I'm well, just... <laughs> same thing with Harrisburg. Child. I don't see how how the Harris how Harrisburg is like the capital of PA. Like what what is that? It's usually the cities that are like unknown. Like look at New York, like Albany. That's the capital of New York. Like yeah. you would think the city would be the capital of New York. But mm. it better not be. This is how it goes, Sham. But anyway, let's get into these hot topics. I want to get right, I want to jump right into it. Um I wanted to talk about these two acts of brutality that happened this past week. Or it didn't happen. Well, one of them didn't happen this past week. We we found out about it now, but it happened a couple months ago, actually. And let me just first let me just say first that you know I want to share my deepest condolences to the families of Amon Aubrey and Sean Reed. First of all, mm-hmm. now what happened? So 
was his father and son that was accused of killing a man, an unarmed black man who was gunned down after jogging um, during his, I guess, his occasional runs or whatever. Now, you guys heard about this. I I'm, I'm imagine this is definitely, you know, mostly talked about. I just, I don't know. I just, and this happened like in February. Yeah. We're uh-huh. just getting the footage now of, well, someone released the footage of the shooting and it just shows him jogging and then, you know, minding his own business. And he's, and his father and son just came out of nowhere and just gunned him down. I think that, what do you guys, what are you guys thinking about with this whole situation? Um, you can go, Derek. <laughs> Well, I think the whole thing is just very unfortunate. I think that in 2020 for us to even be shocked as new details come out about how these two white men, one being a former police officer, Mm -hmm. feeling the need to perform a citizen's arrest based off of the fact that there have been break-ins in the area. Like, who are you um, Mm -hmm. to determine that someone is guilty or whatever, like taking the law into your own hands. And mm-hmm. what part, the part that disturbed me the most was that the report came out and they were like, he was resisting command. Like, mm-hmm. what? Commands? I wish somebody would. Wait, are you talking about uh, Sean Reed? Street. No. Huh? No, You're I'm talking, talking about uh, Ahmad. Like, they say he was, he was resisting command or resisting uh, command, not complying like, with commands. Like, oh, hell no. You are a neighbor. Yeah, you are a, a citizen. Neighbor. and I don't know it just when the video came out like Mm -hmm. and I don't really like watching videos anymore of of watching black people die because I feel like we've seen it so much yeah Yeah, we've seen it so much and I don't want to get desensitized to it and I also didn't want to make myself any more angry about the news but for those of you who haven't seen the video feel free to watch it if you can take it but it's just all of it is just really, really sad. And then watching the connections hold um, from the people who committed the murder to the local government, to the DA's office, and to the police office, the sheriff's department. It's just like, right. you know, it goes back to, you know, when we said the the KKK. You know, they don't wear hoods and robes anymore. They became your your mayors and, and your police chiefs, and they became your lawyers, and they became your public defenders and, and, mm-hmm. and your senators and in your president. So it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but I'm glad that, you know, the truth is being revealed. And I hope that both families receive justice. Uh, right. Right. Now, but, yeah, when you say both families, you're talking about a uh, 21-year-old Sean Reed, who was murdered Sean, in the hands Sean of the... Yes. Yeah, he was murdered. Oh, I'm going to let you go. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, basically what had happened was he was... Um, he was shot down by India, Indianapolis uh, Police Department following a high-speed car chase, and the entire incident was broadcasted on Facebook Live. As you can see, the oh, the tail end of the incident, him running away. Um, I just thought it was very horrific to watch. Um, definitely after shooting him down and, and the cop making a joke of saying, oh, uh, it looks like it's going to be a closed casket. It just shows that, you know, these cops weren't doing their job. They were They were practicing police brutality as per usual i would say as a like when i first heard about it i was not surprised Mm -hmm. but i was very shocked especially what's going on now in these days but when i had realized that um with with the mod case, um, just like Derek was saying, they were you know he wasn't going or corresponding with command. Like it just really shows how like 
and I'm gonna be as blunt as I can. White people like they really feel like they like it, they exude their privilege in any shape or form as they can, mm-hmm. and it really pisses me off to no end because it's like. When we do voice how we feel about these things, it's like, oh, why are you saying that? Oh, like, you know, I don't know if that's coming from you guys complaining, but we're com- we're not even complaining. We're just stating facts like it's been how many years now? Like we have literally built this country. Our, our ancestors have literally built this country. Excuse me. Right. And we are still not showing any form of respect. Like it's like time and time again, you have other people of different races who are of quote unquote of color and they're even taught to disrespect us and it's like we're constantly getting disrespected time and time again and i'm just tired of it and it's like you know people i get that they're trying to show awareness one guy on twitter he was white and he was like oh let me run down the street um with my shirt half off running with a tv a television yeah i know a teacher of mine did try that shit i'm like i, I get it but calm down it's not even that. It's like, what is there to get? You're running down the street in your neighborhood, no matter what it is. Like, yes, they're showing like their privilege, but like, like you're not gonna get shot. And it's like, but what else is that going to do? We're doing all these gimmicks of propaganda. Like, black people, we're constantly getting like propaganda off of our struggle and off of our trauma. I'm tired of it. Like, literally, I'm so tired of it. And. For for them to even have this privilege, like oh he wasn't you know um following suit or following command, he's running his own damn neighborhood. Right. How does someone run and look like they're still? Because they said they have reports of um burglaries and crimes in their neighborhood. I'm pretty sure those same burglaries and crimes that was happening in their neighborhood was happening from the same little white boys that, Ooh, that was happening twam- in their neighborhood, huh? Okay. Well, yeah, no, you, you you clipped out for a second, but but you good? I'm sorry, like I'm. The quote unquote robberies that they say were happening, I'm pretty sure it was happening from their little um, you know, little white kids, you know, from probably Jake and Jacob and Susie and them. That probably was ha- the little burglaries that was happening their um you know, the neighborhoods they they say were so called happening. I'm pretty sure it happened from them and not from a black guy or from black kids. Right, but you're right, not gonna right. hold your own accountable. But you you're see not. a black guy who was running in his own neighborhood freely with no form of weapon in his hand or on him, and you're gonna shoot because he's basically defending himself, and you're saying he's not complying to what you want him to do. It's, you're exuding your privilege in any yeah. way that you can. I'm and I want to speak. I want to also speak to the people, um, and I'm also speaking to people of color as well that also had like claims of because there's people that's trying to be expected gadget here in this situation. The same situation with. Um, I'm not going to bring that up, but people are being expected gadget in a sense of they're saying, oh, well, he did have a gun or um, there was a gun in his hand when he was running from the cops and there was a shootout or whatever. I'm like, so so did you I mean, because I know people talk on social media all the time. I did hear about that. However, I think that we're missing the picture. Right. <sighs> The Sean Reed situation really pissed me off. That really made me mad. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten so mad about a case before in my life. I've been mad about a lot of cases because we've been, you know, disincised to a lot of things. But that one pissed me off because we've seen it happen in action. And mm-hmm. that really pissed me off because, like, do I agree with him running from the cops? Do I agree with him thinking it was a joke? No. Do I agree with him? You know, I, I don't agree with any of those things, but he's 21 years old and people around our age, we don't think about a lot of things that we yeah. do. But what I will say that wasn't right was the fact that he's running away from the, if somebody's running away from you, their back is, is turned towards you and they're not a threat towards you. Why would you shoot? Now they said they tased him and then they said that they shot him, but. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VIN. The thing about it is, you shot him 15 times, and then after that break between we heard the thir- between the 13 shot, you guys two three two to three seconds later, which means you have time to think. You shot him two more times, and he's dead. Mm-hmm. What are you shooting again for? I don't understand. And yeah. like you said, they're That's making jokes dead. about mm-hmm. it. They knew he was dead, and they mm-hmm. make the jokes about it. Yeah, I think it's just the the blatant disrespect for black bodies in general or like in and to be honest like there are a lot of i want to be clear because i do have friends that are members of police forces uh, around the country and um for the most part i know that they are there because they want to see things change and they want to you know do right by the law as law enforcement Mm -hmm. officers Uh because we do understand if you understand the history of police in this country you know that it came from slave catching you know and you know, so that unfortunately, that attitude is still prevalent into how some part departments are run. Um, and so there is a disregard for black bodies because mm-hmm. we're still considered property or like, like we're visitors or guests in this country. And I think that watching uh, the Sean Reed video or even reading about it, it's like, you know, this this younger generation, you know, and what, what makes it kind of scary is that for a majority of their lives at this point, they've had a black president. And they right. have a, a may have a warped view of uh, history or what the present really is when it comes to race relations. Mm-hmm. And I think that taking it for a joke or not taking your life seriously when dealing with law enforcement during this particular time is something that I want black people to to really, you know, I won't say focus on, but like understand that this isn't. A game and though we want to live in this utopia where everyone is equal and you know we go through this i have a dream thing every year where you know we feel like we're getting closer to this this mm-hmm. you know post-racial utopia where everyone is equal we have to deal with the reality that not everyone thinks that way and not everyone wants that and we don't know what position these people are in and what role they're playing until it comes right. out like it, like it did in, the, in these cases and a comment about him but it's going to be a closed casket like celebrating the fact that you have murdered this boy um as though it is a win you know it's just like hunting like it's like like we're, it's open season you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's disheartening it's disheartening for for them to be so young right you know 21 years old, i'm trying to think 21 years old i was making life decisions that i mean i wouldn't change because you know it led me to where i am but i'm pretty sure most of the times the decisions i made were impulsive they weren't thought all the way through, yeah. you know, and and it's just sad that, you know, that decision cost him his life. 
even though at this point I'm like, who's to say that it wasn't going to happen anyway? Whether he would have exactly. stayed there and surrendered, he still could have um, could have ended up on the news uh, that next morning. And so it's just it's just unfortunate, and it, it breaks my heart to see to see other black men not be able to to thrive in their spaces due to oppressive, you know, law or racist practices that are happening all throughout this country. And then there's a blind eye turn to it. I don't like it. Exactly. And for them, yeah, the shots were fired on both sides. Clearly, I mean, I didn't, looking at the live, it didn't seem like it was shot. It was shots were fired on both sides. It just seems like he was running away and they were shooting him. And that's just what it is. But we'll we'll see what happens because, you know, this is going to go into court and be processed and all that. And we'll figure out what the true story is, quote unquote. Um, But let's move on. Cause you know this is this is a little depressing. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I That's normally, sad. like I said, this this is this podcast. We talk about celebrity news, but we also talk about what's going on in our communities too. To keep you know, oh, would you like Neville? <laughs> this to keep what's good. This to keep what's going on. Cause I feel like you know, I, we specialize in entertainment news, but also um, if something is very important that needs to be talked about, I would say um, a lot. I think Tammy Roman. Um, from um, Ramen from Basketball Wives said it best we need to put pressure to um, our political figures to put a muzzle on these cops and yeah. you know I just want to put that out there you know I agree <laughs> I definitely agree it's ridiculous it's sad but yeah what can you do that's the thing there's a lot we can do but we're choosing not to do it it's 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 a lot like like i'm not gonna go deep into because i have to move on but it's just a lot of things that i feel like black people as a community that we're just we keep deciding to be blind eyed to a lot of things like we could be a lot farther in life if we literally like it's just that simple Mm -hmm. if we just simply come and stick together and just like i ever reading with a lot of you know bell hooks like she says love is going to if we have love within our communities and within each other, a lot can be accomplished and along with power and organization. Like, we're not doing right. any of these things. It's not happening because of that. Yeah, and trusting each other, too. And I think that um, <clears throat> what keeps us behind a little bit, I think it's, um, you know, we, we have our own, you know, different ideas on how to approach you know, yeah. progress within the black community and, and how we want to survive in this country. And it reminds me of that whole Martin Luther King, MLK, the MLK versus Malcolm X approach, where you have some people who are, you know, into this whole, you know, love will always win. And they have like this hopeful, optimistic outlook, but don't have a plan um, that one provides right. any type of protection, you know, and we can always look at towards political power and trying to gain power. But the reality is that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what political, what what you what you gain in this particular country. You're not going to be safe from racism. Like you're, it's not going to happen. You just have to shift the system. And okay, at, at stuff like this, I'm just like, there is no way in other countries. Like if the, if the roles were reversed, there'd be no way that there wouldn't be white people flooding the streets about stuff like this. Like at every turn until people get it, they'd be burned. They would they knock shit over and set shit on fire for winning championship games okay mm-hmm. and you mean it's and and they go home just fine you know what i mean but i think it was the last week you had armed you had an armed group of people storm a, a capital protesting the quarantine mm-hmm. none of those people went to jail weren't accosted or anything but that yeah, they, like were, they were cursing out cops fighting them i'm like I, oh my god I, 
that wouldn't have worked if black people there would be hoses mm-hmm. mustard gas because we're considered a threat and i just feel like well if that's what you think of us imagine if if we were were able to to really shift things in that mm-hmm. mode and i'm not inciting violence or anything i'm, I'm inciting like really raising our voices using using the um you know the force that we i think that we probably do have but i don't think that enough of us are willing to do what our grandparents and our great grandparents did like this our generation and i think the generation before us we're not willing to risk our lives for the greater good of our community we're just not we want to be comfortable we want to be quote unquote free we want to be peaceful we want to enjoy our money in this time we have here um and i think things like this by a majority of our black people really it's seen as an inconvenience and a lot of them respond just like the white people do oh that's so unfortunate that's so sad and don't move on it and i think that holds us back a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you think do you think that's a bad thing I, I don't know i just feel like people are tired i think people are tired of fire people just want to live their lives not oh, everybody wants to be an activist and i think sometimes i get pushed in that box too far as you know when it comes to me being like a commentator and I talk about certain topics it's like oh well you need to be you need to be talking about this or you need to be pushing for this I'm like look I don't like I don't have the answers you get what I'm saying are you seeking them are you guiding other people to them because mm. there's more than one way to be an activist than having to be in the street protesting with a sign like yeah like and that and that's like Twyla said that's part of organizing like there were people who were very instrumental in the Million Man March and Mm-hmm. The marches on Selma, who never put their feet to the pavement. Like their job was to be on the phones, calling people, letting them know, you know, information. Like using their platforms or using their reach, you know, at the churches, going to the meetings, and like just spreading information and letting people be aware and informed. When it came time to vote in the first black senators or the first black city council members, it took people willing to spread information, willing to 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 do the the actual work and i think that with all the devices that we have now like there's no reason for mm-hmm. every there is something for every black person to be doing right now about situations like this right. no matter how comfortable you want your life to be there's an hour of your day that you can be spending towards building up our communities and i think that if you don't do that you want to reap the benefits of the system but you do not want to do the work everybody want to talk about reparations but you're not out speaking um at your city council meetings about you know the education system in your district what your children are teaching. You're not, you're not out here protesting the fact that there are kids who don't qualify for free lunch and actually go hungry all day long. Like this, mm-hmm. these things really happen in in the 21st century. Like it's happening. And these are small things. These are small things that affect the daily lives of our people. Besides getting shot by the police, like there are small things that we can be doing that we're not focused on because right. we want to just be comfortable and just float under the radar so that we don't end up on the news. And I think that, that having that kind of, have, we're assuming white privilege. A lot of black people are assuming white privilege on themselves by being blind to what's happening or being silent. That's what I, that's personally how I feel about it. Okay. And I just think that if you, can't, if you can't find one thing to do to be an activist about for yourself, you have to be the best advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, advocate, I advocate for black people. I advocate for black men. I advocate for LGBTQ youth. Because that's me. When I see them, I look at that's me. I have to advocate for those people because no one else is going to speak up for us. I don't have to, I'm not waiting on some white gay man to speak to my life and to my truth. I can do that for myself. Right. So I know that it has a, it holds a different power. And I think that black people have to collectively have to start speaking up and moving for ourselves. 
and stop waiting. No, um, step off my toolbox. No, (laughs) no, you no, you no, you said exactly what need to be Mm -hmm. stated. Like that's what I'm saying because Darren, like you have this platform and. What I feel like any platform that people, that black people that we specifically have, whether it's on your front porch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, do say what you have to say, you know what I'm saying? Not do it when it's right for you to do it at that time. But I feel like if we have the somewhat of power within our own communities, whether it's on Instagram, you have 300 um, followers, let those 300 followers know because they're paying attention. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We need to let people know what's going on. And people think yeah. they have to have this big sc- scheme of, followers on social media or to have a big following in order to spread the news like literally all it takes is one click or even just one voice or ear to hear what needs to be stated and like we're just not i feel like we're not going according to that it's basically like we're all trying to fit in for ourselves and i get it us and our families come first but you know we need to consider ourselves you know the community as a whole to be more important because other races do that the jews do that they look out for themselves wholeheartedly even if they're not family, they know that with, if you're in your community, I'm going to help you out. Everyone does. They help each other out. But we don't do that. We were just trying to get money and do what we can for ourselves and trying to be on top when we should be building a lot of things together. But mm. we don't do it. But Capitalism yeah. at work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, capitalism. yeah, capitalism. Like I said, a lot of us have assumed white privilege in a different way. Before we can even get it. And we will mm. never get it. Yeah. <sighs> well, mm-hmm. all right. Let's move to some good news because it's getting me. Yeah, it's like I want to feel good. Ain't no, ain't no good news. Child Teriyaki back. He he, he is back making music. Not teriyaki. teriyaki. <laughs> I hate you so much. What's going on with that? Teriyaki I didn't know what's going on. So what's going on with uh, Takashi Six Nine? He's back with new music. He came out. He released his single Boga. Is that how you Booga? Or whatever the song is, he came out with a song in the video, very colorful. It gave me um, remember that song that Nikki was featured on with the uh, Swallow. Sw- yeah, because because he he actually used the the backdrop, yeah, the backdrop, not the backdrop, but the actual scene. Um, yeah, so he came back and as promised, he addressed all of the rumors or the situation that he had on live on Instagram, basically, essentially saying. You know, I did what I had to do. If somebody was to sit there and do what they, you know, his people actually like, you know, slept with his baby mother and all that other stuff and and pistol whipping him, jumping him and all that stuff. Like you expect <laughs> someone to stay loyal. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so at that point, when I mom, huh? I said kidnapped him, threatened to kill his mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a whole lot of stuff. So it's like, you know, yeah, I get that the gang member life has a code of conduct, meaning, you know, you don't snitch, you don't rat. But at the end of the day, you do all this to me and you expect me to to, to serve time and then serve time for your asses? No, I'm going to snitch on y'all. But Takashi is is in the wrong too because you knew knew not to roll with... You knew not to roll with trash. No, seriously. Nah. Nah, I I think that... um, I won't say like rolling with trash. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you feel about the, the, the street life or whatever. Um, cause I have family members who, uh, you know, took that path and I do too, you know, I kind of understand, I, I kind of understand it, um, and why they do it and, and what that means, like how they create their code. I mean, shit, the mafia runs the same way. So it's politics, you know, you, um, you kind of have like your oath where you are, um, committed to secrecy and just running the operation I was supposed to be run. Uh-oh. 
But after doing all of those things, like, um, first of all, I'm not doing 60, I'm not doing 60 years for nobody. Nobody. I'm not doing 60 years. Like who, the people who were complaining about him being a snitch, I'm like, who are you going to jail for 60 years? And Ramika, please go back under the rock that you were in. I don't even know who that is. Ramika. Big Mill. Romika. <laughs> I'm giving these people oh, nicknames, child. Ramika, honey. Who are these yes. people? Like, because they were going back and he was going back and forth with him talking about, oh, I ain't no snizzler. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. Sure, simp. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so Takashi Six Nine is back. You know, we saw him giving his, you know, giving his flowers again to the Queen of Rap. We love to see it. <laughs> we love. Um, you know, and I think that. Takashi actually even being open and speaking to his fans about like understanding how disappointed they were are the ones that are who glorify this problematic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like and even his new song, like you're still glorifying it in your music, yeah. but you're not part of it. But he understands like that sells music. Like yeah. gangster rap is still a a a its own subgenre of music. Right. And there are people who relate to that music. And, you know, looking back for years, you have people like who used to do gangster rap, like Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg. And you look at them now, and like, Snoop Dogg has a show with fucking Martha Stewart, and Ice Cube makes family movies, okay? Niggas ain't about to, <laughs> to be about that life forever. Those two men are not yeah. going to jail for 60 years for nobody. So mm-hmm. if you enjoy his music, enjoy his music. And it's unfortunate that he, you know, kind of fell into the pit. I do think that it, had he been a black rapper, he would not have seen outside. Oh, and that's no. something that we're not talking about. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have made he would have made it to see outside again, regardless if he dismissed or not. Exactly. So, they, they had so much sympathy for him. But it's about yeah. I'm here for Mr. Hernandez and this new song. You say it's about so, I mean it's, about, it's all right. Like it's not it's not gutter or gotti. It'll be number one next week. So it will not, you know, they saying that too. Um, and you know what? You predicted this shit because you said once he comes back and he comes back with music, it will, it will chart. Like I didn't believe it because I, I thought, because you know, people say he's such a snitch. He's such a snitch. Like they're not going to really listen to him and he's going to lose his credibility. But mm-hmm. that's because I know what I'm talking about. Y'all can go pull up the episode. Period. <laughs> pull up the episode. <laughs> it's one of the episodes, child. But, look, I, the dog be yes. knowing. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, that's just how understanding how the business works and like any any form of controversy you can you can spin it if you have the right people on your team and it can be beneficial to you and because he was going through all this stuff his fans were waiting for new music we were all waiting to see what was going to happen once he got out is he going to release a new single or promote something new and uh, he came through and he delivered and right you know whether you like him or not you watched it you streamed it because you wanted to hear if he's going to talk about the case or he, like that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? About and, it on Instagram Live, I was just like, "Child, yeah, that's <sighs> the business. It's entertainment." Mm-hmm. I'm not here for him. You're not here for him. I'm not here for teriyaki. I'm sorry. Like I, you never I, did like I, you never did like Takashi, even when we were like in. You know. Yeah, I mean, I like his music. He has some bops, you know. I'll give him that or whatever. But I'm not gonna sit here and. Be like, oh, I'm glad he's back, and I'm not doing that because I could care less. That's just how I am. But yes, like oh. I understand him snitching. Like him snitching 
he did what he had to do because like I wouldn't be doing no time for nobody either. And I'm pretty sure exactly. if, if there was if there was in that position, half mm-hmm. of them wouldn't do the same thing either. But what I will say, his snitching him snitching is the problem. His involvement and placement in it in the first place is what the problem was. Because now, you should have yeah. known you should you should have known who you were surrounding yourself with and you should have known who was handling all or managing you in any shape, shape or form. You have to read the room every time you're in any situation. Ooh. And he doesn't do he didn't do that. So I'm not saying them doing those things is young. right. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Int.co. Right. I'm. I'm not. I mean, not yes, me. he's young, but we that all young. To I me, mean, that don't mean nothing. To me, that don't mean anything well, because you you know what you were doing. He talking all this hot stuff about people, blah blah blah. He knows what he's doing. He's not a, a. I don't think he's a dumb guy at all. He's very smart. He's a. He does a lot of good things for people, especially kids over um in Mexico for what he has done and what I know. He's done a lot of charity work for a lot of children. He's given a lot of money to families. He's doing the right thing. He's very smart. His choice in trying to be someone that he claims he's not, quote unquote, wasn't smart. So I will say that him stitching wasn't the problem, but if he didn't put himself in that situation in the first place and reading the room, like I said, mm. maybe you wouldn't have those situations, you wouldn't have that problem. Surrounding yourself by people who are feeding off of you. Because that's what it, literally what it was, they're feeding off of you. And you're trying to basically have people that you think that are going to protect you, but th- no one's going to protect you but yourself. Literally. Right. Well, maybe well, he didn't, know. I mean, maybe he didn't know. I mean, he... I, he I don't, knew. I don't, he think, he does. Does. I don't think he's that Listen, smart. Linda. <laughs> I, I want to. I want I, now. I want to. I want to speak to his intelligence because I don't know if he's an intelligent person or not. Um, people who have a team, once you get to a certain level in entertainment, like their job is to to just maintain the function. Like their job is to make sure that you're paying mm-hmm. attacks and that you're making donations and and all that good stuff. Whether you come from a good place or, or not, um, I think that Takashi, as far as building his brand as a rapper and being from New York, he understood that because he was a Latino trying to break into a gangster rap field, you're going to have to have some street form of street credibility. And whether you, you agree with his choice of not and how he tried to move in that, it's not something that, that hasn't been done before. Like even Chris Brown from Virginia is, you know, now has been claiming Pyru for 10 years because that's who protects him when he's in California. Like in order for you to move, in certain states and in certain spaces based on your music, like you do have to have some form of protection or some form of co-signment if you're trying to move in certain lanes. Like you're not gonna be out here doing talking about gangster rap and street life if you not with bloods, gang, you know, bloods, crips, whatever. Like you're gonna have somebody there's, there's gonna, rappers that fake it. There well there I mean there that's always been rappers that have fake it have faked it 
uh, or have subscribed to the lifestyle so that they could be protected and be able to move in certain spaces. There are some rappers that still can't perform in certain states because of their affiliation with certain, uh, you know, gangs and things like that. I just feel like him being as young as he was, he understood like, oh, okay, well, this is how I make it because this is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I want to be able to move outside of New York and I want to go and rap in Cali, if I want to go and make these connections with people who are taking drug money and flipping it and investing in music, investing in my shows, investing in getting me a team, investing in my placements and advertising, like I have to take this route. If that's the only other option that he had, if he saw that was the only option, then I cannot fault him for taking an option that he thought was best for him. Now, like Twala said about reading the room, you do need to understand who you're dealing with. And my thing is, when you talk about street code, street code really is there is no code. Street code uh, is looking out for you and making sure mm-hmm. that you survive from day right. to day. And I think what happened was he was doing so well that the people around him like, just started taking advantage of him. And because it went unchecked, because he didn't have someone in his corner saying, hey, you know, you're taking this too far. Understand that this is your this, you know, how you move as far as your music, but in your personal life, like, what do these people bring to you? And why are you spending so much money on these people who don't do anything but really just ride with you to the shows and, like, pass out your CDs and, like, carry guns <laughs> on them because you can't? Like, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like it was unfortunate, but he, he he's a lucky one, yeah. you know? For now, because the bets are still on the fact that he may not make it out of 2020. Right, because like he over here, these live performances go. Mm -hmm. He over here posting up, and they already done found his location. Right, but some white girl posted it. Mm -hmm. Can't trust him. Hello, (laughs) but like, yeah, he already had he already had to move from another location. So I'm like, what are you not taking this serious? But hey, like you said, he's young. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't understand the severity of things, and that can be some people. I mean, some people age differently, and I will say that. I know we, me and you, Twyla, we're like, I think we're the same age. I'm 22. What, what you? 22. Yeah. Okay. We, we may maneuver different than someone else that's 22, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, sometimes, of course, he, he wasn't quote unquote smart because he didn't make smart decisions. But I'm saying he's smart. He was smart enough to know that he picked those people to be around because he claimed beforehand that he wasn't gang affiliated at all. He wasn't gang affiliated. Now you're gang affiliated. So that's yep. what I'm saying. You were smart enough to make those decisions. All I'm saying, you were smart enough to know the people that you want in your corner, and then you were smart enough to get rid of those people when shit hit the fan. So that's why I'm saying I'm not really putting. I'm not really feeding into what he's actually saying. Is what I'm. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying because he was smart enough to make those decisions. And he was smart enough to back out when it was too late. Because remember when before he went to jail. He backed out and was like, "Oh, I cut off everybody because they're doing this and doing that. It's getting right, a little right, bit too right. scary." But that was, so you was right, but that, but that was at, but you have to, but like you said, that was after a series of things that had already happened. Like you look over your life now. Say, I'll, I'll say, I'm gonna give yourself more time. Like you say, you're 22. Keep on living, and you're gonna make some mistakes that you're gonna look back on. Like you know, actually, maybe that wasn't the wisest decision. And how mm-hmm. do I get myself out of this? Because at the time, it may have seemed like a way out, but I could have gone about this a different way, or. This is the end of this is the end of the road for this particular path, and mm. I want to do something else. No, but I, I get think it. For him, mm. it got like I said, it got too real for him because like, well, damn, like I really just wanted y'all to, you know, we supposed to promote this lifestyle and you know protect each other, mm. but y'all are really taking advantage of me, and it's getting to the point where my life now is on the line. Like y'all have kidnapped me, like you right. fucked my baby mama, like you're threatening to kill my mother, like mm. y'all are doing the most, and this is not going to be it. Right. I'm sorry, that would have been a wrap. The first the first violation would have been a wrap to me. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that the, a lot of a lot of stuff wasn't supposed to be done. I'm not saying that he's not wrong. Like I said, him snitching, should I would have snitched too. That's all I'm saying. But Hello? <laughs> he just he just has to be done moving forward. He has to be definitely smart. But his movements are very limited. I will say so. I don't know. Gotta pay, he's paid, gotta pay the consequences of his actions and his choices. And I think that that's yeah. what he's learning. And they learn like all this not forgiven. Like he still has to deal with the consequences, whatever they may be, mm-hmm. for the choices that he's made. And I just, you know, I just hope that uh, it all works out for him. Because yeah, he's okay. a barb. And I, I love, I, I got to support not him. A <laughs> <laughs> not a barb. Not a barb. The barbs are sticking together this era. They are sticking together. Okay. Because he is? was over there. He is a barb too. Because let me tell you something. He was arguing with Meek. He was like, "Are you over here mad? Like Nikki don't want you no more." I was like, "Oh, well, shit." What was Meek? What was speaking Tamika of barbs? You, Tamika was just saying all to Ramika, whatever. <laughs> Meek Mill, Meek Millie. He over here talking about oh, uh, just just making tweets, just coming after him or whatever. And this is I'm not defending Teriyaki at all, but I'm just like, boy. What y'all doing? Y'all really doing shit for for shock value at this point? Yeah, because it was a trending topic that day. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people were talking about it. But I'm just like, girl, we we all know <sighs> Meek would snitch as well. Let's be clear. Well, I well, I can't speak on people's judgments, but whatever. Sometimes somebody did. Somebody had sex with your baby mama. Somebody pistol whipped you. Somebody jumped you. All this extra stuff that they did, mm-hmm. you expected not to yeah. snitch, and now you're a rat forever. Hell nah. Okay. Next topic. Whatever. Oh, Wrap into the cheese. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's speak on this. She brought up the barbs. Um, shout out. Yes! <laughs> you already know what I'm talking about. So Say So is number one on the Billboard chart. <laughs> it's a celebration, man. It's a celebration, child. Let me tell you something, because I wanted to look. I, I kept quiet because I was like, all right, let me just see where this, where this is going to go. I didn't think Billboard was going to put this out because I'm like, usually you find out about the charts on Sunday. I'm like, why is this taking forever to like mm-hmm. update? And it finally updated later today. And I'm like, wow. So this makes uh, Nikki's first number one or first number one with a duo with mm. with a with. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's rightfully so. Like, I definitely, um, for a minute there, I thought Savage was gonna make it, but um, Savage is still a great song. Let, let, let me be clear, love their collaboration. Um, but I did thought they was going. I thought they was gonna be number one, but it's good that you know it's good. It's refreshing seeing you know Nikki still showing that she is like very relevant in this music industry. She can take somebody's song and make it number one, and. I'm just so I'm so proud of her. I'm proud of Doja. Proud of, I'm proud of everybody that, that did collaborations and stuff like that. And 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 shoot, they over here saying, "Well, Nikki need to buy a new body so she can put Meg and Doja Cat on the song." I'm like, "Come on, let's do it." <laughs> uh, giving the girls what they need. The girls come uh-huh. together. That's yeah. what was needed. <clears throat> but but I gotta say, I just have to say these the, the stands on Twitter because I was on Twitter all day, all week. They over here, the, the the beehives and the barbs is going back and forth. Because first, remember our last episode, we talked about how um, there was speculation that Nikki was talking about Beyonce and the Say So remix. So the barbs, that's the barbs and the beehives is going back and forth. This shit was funny as hell. And I told you earlier before we started recording, I said the barbs over here saying that the beehive is, is emailing Billboard. And shit. I'm like, get the, like these tweets <laughs> are crazy. Like, yo, like I know before, like, 
stand culture used to be like real toxic, but I don't know. I think it, I think shit's funny. It's it's fun to watch. It's so you know? toxic, but because <laughs> I can't. But I'm trying to figure out wait, what did Nicki Minaj quote unquote say, or who said something about who? She said, "Uh, that real ass ain't keeping nigga home." Now it was a res- well, people are saying that it was a response. How you talking about who body fake with all them fillers in your face? She's just full of hate. That real That's ass ain't keep- that nigga home. Now you're looking silly. That's where it's silly home. That was Nikki. And then oh, what Beyonce yeah. said, what Beyonce said on Savage, if you want some real ass or something, maybe here's your chance. Maybe this your chance, yeah. So people mm. said, oh, she was talking about Nikki. So Nikki came out with that, and we were like, oh my god, they're talking about each other. So I don't know. I still think it's. I still think people are reaching. Yeah, um, I don't think they was talking about each other at all. In mm-hmm. My man, people right. just love to divide. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can't. I'm over it. I think but I'm glad they did that because I mean I'm not a big fan of neither of those women, but I'm glad that they did what they had to do. Like they all have bops, they all are making their marks or they have made their marks already and continuing to do so. So I feel like that's what, like I said, what we needed. Yeah, that's right. what we needed. Exactly what we needed. Yeah, can't wait to come up with their projects. But speaking of, since I guess we're talking about artists and music or whatever, Chromatica is coming out the 29th. Lady Gaga. What? Yes. Oh yes. Now we. Lady Gaga mission. has an album coming out with a, a song coming out with the queen, the new Queen of Pop as well. So that's what I'm excited for. What new Queen of? Not <laughs> is it Rihanna? I mean, I guess. Oh, Miss. Uh, oh. That's what the stats say. I'm just saying. You said that's what the stats say. Uh uh-uh. uh. You find me. You find me a. You find me a pop chick that can occupy the number one, number two, and number three spot on Billboard at the same time. You find me one. And Look, then I'll, I'll take it. Lady Gaga is still the supreme. No, Armani. <laughs> Let me stop. Armani is. Oh, she's R and B. She's R and B, right? No, she's considered pop. Um, but she's not. I don't know what Armani's doing. Well, as long as it's not Cam- Camila Cabello. <laughs> <laughs> She cracks me up and she doesn't mean to like sis is tired. Like this is tired. Girl. Uh, How do you do senorita and it looks so unseasoned? (laughs) Like this is this is not let me not. Let me not. (laughs) Wait, it's a video? It's no, just the way the song sounds. I'm just like like her performances and stuff like that. Like, girl, what you doing? Uh Let me not. This is this is not a this is not a Camila Cabello because I don't want no stands coming after me. Cause I ain't got time for y'all. We said what we said. And y'all faves. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Tyra Banks. Oof. Now there was this resurfaced clip from America's Next Top Model, which um, showed Tyra Banks turning down or, I guess, making fun of uh, Danielle Evans and one of the contestants because of her gap. Um, this was talked about all week, and I guess. You know, Tyra Banks responded with a generic ass re- apology, as per usual. Um, I think that. Well, let me just see. Let me just go over. Let me just see because I had some notes that I wanted to say. I think Tyra Banks always like the show always was problematic. Like I had moments in this show where it was very much problematic. Like to the white people, what were the white contestants doing blackface to one of the photographers calling Winnie a, a cow? Uh, the the example that you made, Twyla, about. Um, Someone showing too much African esque in their yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah um I mean this show has always been problematic y'all I'm just surprised that people pick this one because I felt like you know at the time if you did have a gap 
you know, her quotes, you know, cover girl is not going to hire cover girl is not going to sign you. I mean, at that time, that is kind of true. And let me let me just uh, not to play devil's advocate. But at that time, you got to look at, you know, people and um, the modeling community wasn't as diverse as it was back then that it is now. So if, if this was a season that was now, we're like, girl, what you talking about? Like, we have slick wood. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's literally doing this. You get what I'm saying? She has a gap in all. Um, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that, though. Um, like, I mean, like we said it before with Top Model, like, it has been, always been problematic and stuff like that. Like, even mm-hmm. people that were on the staffing team, they apologize yeah. because they were saying that you know we've contributed to that as well any party that had a part in is whether it was being in the writer's room or some shit like that or you know being behind the scenes the video whatever everyone had played a part in it because no one said anything mm-hmm. but what i will say maybe at that time you know models with gaps weren't a thing but there has always been models like twiggy that have been you know that had a gap in her mouth and stuff like that and they've had her on the show not once like they had her on there more than like i would say maybe twice you know what i'm saying on the show as like a pioneer on the panel and stuff like that and she had one maybe not that time but in her earlier she had one so it's like to and i think she was one of them i think it was somebody else um that commented on that you know trying to uplift the girls like you know i you may see have this whatever like that but i was able to get through like this and yeah. a lot of people were playing devil's advocate with tyra saying that she was trying to help them get ready for the real fashion world and things like that but it's like mm. you're doing this in front of like millions of people yeah how whatever days top models come on i don't know but you're doing this on a weekly basis and you're like you know what i'm saying and she mostly used to come for a lot for the black girls too like a lot yeah. of the times like she was i feel like she was just never there for the black girls sometimes like yeah. where was the love where was the support that was basically needed you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that whole situation it was very problematic they should have put more um stuff up it was a lot of models that were known as being drug addicts and stuff like that they, they were yeah. very mean to them a lot of models that chose to do uh playboy they call them whores okay yeah. on, yeah. on the show okay yeah it was so. that one it was that one contestant that she she apparently didn't like that she was a part of playboy and she actually spoke out about that i don't know her name um just like that but i do i i, I get what you're i get what you're saying twyla um yeah i mean tyra she like like i said a long history she's she's in what makes it bad is because she puts up this facade that she's like <laughs> women empowerment but really what you've done on your show you tear them down like you countless times so it's like what are you what are you doing and you give this generic apology on social media and i'm like i i, I, I don't see i don't see no emotion i don't see no what, what are you saying but maybe you shouldn't apologize anyway because you don't really mean it you know how I feel about apologies, like, especially when you've said what you've said and you've done what you've done. Like, when it comes to stuff like Top Model as a reality show, I think that people forget that you have to bring in ratings and you do a lot of shit, say a lot of stuff so people can watch and so you add drama to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes where, you know, certain decisions are already made before you even go to the, you even make it to set to tape, you know what I mean? Um, but in regards to the girl with the gap, like before, like maybe what, two, two, three years ago, like you didn't see a lot of girls getting deals who were getting on cover magazine covers um, with gaps, whether they were white or black, because 
Um, it wasn't considered to be an industry norm and it wasn't considered attractive. And over over the past 10, 15, 20 years, there has been a move for more inclusivity, you know, expanding what we consider to be, you know, aesthetically pleasing or beautiful or marketable. And mm. so in that moment, Tyra was like, listen, you want to make it like your gap can will we'll hold you from a lot of things. Like you're not going to be on the cover of a lot of things, especially not in ads that have to do with smiling, like because that's not what. That's not where where companies are spending their money. That's not the look they're going for. And has she been like, listen, you're going to have to get braces or you're going to have to get veneers so you can get that Colgate smile because that's what's cutting the checks. Mm. Like there's probably a different way she could have gone about it. But as far as her having to apologize for what she said, her job at that point was say, listen, I've been and broken down barriers, you know, where you girls are trying to go. And her job was to push them to be in that space like, listen, got to keep going. If anything, if that girl got eliminated for having a gap, as soon as she got off that show, she should have been pushing really hard for like smaller endorsements, like becoming the face of certain things so that there could be a door open for other girls with gaps mm -hmm. to show that there is. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co in that there is there's marketability and i think that you know we have this 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 whole thing about revisionist history where we want people to go back in time and apologize for the decisions they made 10 15 20 30 years ago and we can say that about politics as well when people change their stance on certain things like we want them to go back and apologize and we relive it and we still get mad mm -hmm. about what happened last century or last decade like look at what's happening now how does how does how does she feel about it now and and how we move forward and I think that it can be a, it can be something beautiful to say that, you know, there was this girl that got knocked out because of how she looked. But look where she is now and look at all the other girls who are securing deals because that show um, was controversial. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, just like it was controversial when when Tyra landed that cover and she was a girl with hips. Like, how did you get on Sports Illustrated? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of, you know. Well, maybe take, from this, the movement could have changed of like, you know, hey, yeah. this is actually stupid. Let's 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 put on someone that has a gap. It doesn't matter. Um, exactly. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And the modeling community, I will say, is not completely diverse, but it's definitely more diverse than it was. Well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But when it comes to the industry, the beauty is in the eye of the person cutting the check. Mm -hmm. So. Who's cutting the check? Who's who's advertising this and who's consuming it? So if we're going based off a of consumer consumer reports, you the game is going to be played based on the consumers, unless there's someone out there who's willing to take a chance and 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 shake the market up. And luckily, we've had more businesses, more publications, uh, more marketing firms who are willing to take that risk. And by choosing the person that may not be, you know, what the standard of beauty may be at that time, and you know. So, right. well, yeah. shout out to Tyra. She's she's Tyra Banks. I feel like Tyra is Oprah 
of the modeling world. There's nothing you're ever going to do to be able to cancel Kylie. <laughs> Ooh, come on, she Naomi. Yeah, I'm like, she said what she said. She did what she did. And, and what are you going to do about it? You're upset. She's, you want her to apologize? No, she is not no Oprah and no damn. Nah, uh-uh, nah. Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks is the Oprah of the modeling industry. You name one girl that's been able to do what she's done. Name one. Naomi Campbell. Huh? Naomi Campbell? I think he's Naomi just talking a, about Naomi had a, on a mon- I'm talking about on a monetization. I think oh, he's having like a show and stuff like that? Or just yeah. having I mean, more it, it, streams of... Well, yeah. I mean... Okay. Not just, not just streams of income. I'm talking about as far as... I mean, Naomi Campbell is a supermodel. Like, she is definitely a supermodel and we'll mm-hmm. remember her for forever. She put on for the dark-skinned girls, you know what I mean? And that's amazing. Tyra came through and made y'all change y'all whole body type. Like, she changed her body type. We had black models before Naomi, Katie Mon, who was serving the girls. But when you talk about game changers, you can't talk about game changers in the, in the industry of fashion without missing Tyra Banks and her being able to take what she was able to do and mm-hmm. uh, make it multiple in, in many different venues, like not just hosting a show where there was a model competition where she exposed rising models for 20, 22 seasons to the world, not just... Mm-hmm here in the States, not a local news program, not just stream, like to the world before they were streaming. All right. She's the Oprah. She's the Oprah of the modeling industry. Like, just like mm-hmm. Oprah created Rachel Ray and the Dr. Oz and the Hills, mm-hmm. Tyra has given these girls re- ways to eat for the rest of their lives. Well, she's the reason why we, we know yeah. Eva. Right, <laughs> right. This girl's on the speeches now. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. just she hasn't saying. been on top. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "You've been on top for seventeen years." Oh, didn't, didn't save seventeen dollars. Not uh, we finna do it. Not we finna. Not we just did a whole segue. Like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> We're professionals, honey. Well, speaking <laughs> of speaking of Eva the diva, honey, I wanted to start this new uh, segment called "What You Watching" because you know we've been home. This is quarantine season. That's what we're calling it. And we've been watching a lot of shows. Okay. Mm -hmm. We we watch more TV than a little bit. Okay. Um, So I just wanted to highlight, you know, the things that we've been watching and, you know, get your reactions on it. Like what you and stuff like that. So for, so for example, since you brought up Eva the Diva, we're Housewives of Atlanta. Part one reunion came out yesterday. Amazing. So I've been, yeah. So there's so many, so many areas that I want to get into. Um, but I'm going to first start by, um, congratulating Portia for carrying this entire first part. Um, <laughs> just, just the jokes, just, just the reads just was exquisite. I mean, she looked great too. I ain't gonna lie. Like she, uh, honey, she had like, they were saying, Oh, but Cynthia was, she, she dressed the best. Uh, mm, ah, Portia killed that. Um, Cynthia was giving us, <laughs> I look to you. Uh, oh, she was. <laughs> She was. She looked like an album cover. I loved it, honey. She was. She was giving us. She was giving us like a Cinderella, the 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 one with with um Brandy. One second, money. <laughs> the fairy godmother, you know, impossible. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, um, I think that I don't know where 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 should we start with this? I think the whole. Situation. I don't know where people got this whole notion that oh, Eva was like Eva the diva came out in this reunion because the way she was looking on this reunion, I'm like, girl, what you talking? What you doing? Like you, you gonna let Portia bitch you like that? 
Like for real. Hold on, your audio was off, Derek. I think you muted you muted yourself. Yeah, I was yeah, I was muted. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not Andy. Mm. Right. Mute. Oh, did they take the choice? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> we is over here. We going on a trip, guys. <laughs> we are. Huh? Should they take a Monday night? Oh, I guess. Yeah, I'm about to go to Home Depot. I'm painting my uh, living room with chalkboard paint so I can have a so I can run in a more effective house. Mm-hmm. Um, what is going? Is it broke? Boy, you know that the, the, the Wi-Fi gonna go. What happened here? The what? I said the Wi-Fi is gonna go. Okay. Um, I don't need Wi-Fi. I have data. Oh, okay, data. I pay my bills. What's going on? But anyway, I think that um, this was. Oops. I don't know. This was just a lot. It was the the, the reunion was. Um, I mean, what was your what was your guys' thought about it? Um. I still gotta watch like five, probably like five or ten minutes left of it, but I thought it was okay. I mean, I really wish that it wasn't virtual so they could really give us what we've been wanting. And the girls with a hell back. <laughs> I really want to see that whole thing between Kenya and um, T- Tanya. And I like Tanya. I think she's like one of the most mm-hmm. um, problematic people on there. I think she should switch her, like, I'm sorry, Eva should switch her peach with um, Tanya because oh. there's. <laughs> There's no, my opinion, there's no reason for Eva to have a peach at this point. Right, Eva, I mean, she, well, she's trying to maintain it because this, this, I guess she was, I guess the diva came out, but it just wasn't good enough. I, I, like, you let, like, Portia really, like, checked your ass, and that just, it, it, that shit was catastrophic. I could not, like, like, I was was watching it with my mom, and she was, oh my god, she, she was like, oh my god, you better go ahead, because she don't like Eva either. Um, I like Eva, but it's just, I don't know, girl. You you pick and choose when you want to say, oh, I, oh, I, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Candy, Candy was kind of pissing me off during this whole thing because I'm like, okay, you sticking up for Kenya. I get it, but like, boy, when we were talking about this whole uh, Wendy Williams situation, I don't even know why that was even brought up, but it was brought up. And you was like, oh, well, I just feel like she's not really a genuine friend if she says stuff like that. Why do you care? You never care. Like, you were Candy. Candy was the was the queen of unbothered and not giving a fuck supposedly allegedly but i think no, you know I over mean, the past few weeks over the past few weeks her and nini have been taking jabs at each other on uh, on social media and so i think that also having the reunion virtually allowed the girls a space where they really came a little untethered and could be in their rarest forms as opposed to like the pressure of like being in the room and trying to be you know as ratchet as possible mm-hmm. but um I think that, like you said, Portia carried the show, but only because Eva is boring. And I've been saying, I was like, Eva is boring. She does, mm-hmm. she brings nothing to the show but babies and amnesia. So, um, you know, her being prepared or chiming in on other, on other people's business, like right. she could do that from the couch like we do. She could be on Twitter and just tweet her responses in because we don't really need to see her on screen being a real housewife. Like she's her. a housewife at this point because you don't have no job. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, oh, my house is big. Everybody, has, uh, girl, right? <laughs> and then the whole the whole ages thing, like, all of y'all are older than me. 
okay, so if all of them are older than you and you feel like you can learn something for all of them, then why do you always try to check them about their age all the time? I'm like, honey, this is three years. Three years younger, girl. I don't know. eBay is my age. Mm. And I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know what I Actually, I'll be honest. I didn't expect anything from Eva. Not this. After seeing her performance last season, I didn't expect anything this season mm-hmm. but a baby. And that's what we got. We got a baby. I'm glad she finally got the house. Uh, but I'm excited to see what this next this next installment is going to be. Yeah. Um, because I want to see. I want to. I want to get more into this relationship between Kenya and Nini, and see right. if there's going to be resolve. But I don't think there is. Going to be think, yeah. These the, these two are both alpha uh, alpha women. And right. I think that they clash because they want to, well, not they want, Nini is it. And Kenya is trying to, I guess, combat that or try to get, you know, an equal. She's trying to be an equal to, to Nini. And, I, and Nini's like, uh-uh, girl. We're not going to do as this. Well, I think there was, right, there was an exchange between Phaedra, uh, not Phaedra Lord, between Candy yeah. and Nini, apparently, yeah. uh, after the episode. Yeah. I was, I was eating good. Oh, shit. Yeah. You were on, he was on his bed laying down on the phone when I left. I didn't know he was coming. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, about exchange about Real Housewives and the house that you know that Nini built, and I just think that that whole like power chip, just send me the money. Right. that power chip between the girls is like getting played entire. No, I'm already on the way. But hopefully, we'll see some things change and get a really, really, really good season um, for season thirteen. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, oh. I mean, I felt like this first part was good. I, I mean, honestly, I, I it was it, it was just as good as a regular on-site, on-set reunion to me. Um, because I was kind of worried because they also were sharing a lot of footage of it, and I'm like, okay, don't share too much because then, like, it's not going to be that interesting actually watching it. But it actually it, it did its Whoa. it did its job. Corson said that girl's titties were social distancing. I holler. They were social distancing. I'm like, yo, that was that's that's the whole night. The whole night, I was like, oh, you can't say you 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 done for the rest of the show. They told Eva, they was like, Eva, go ahead, clock out for me, baby. Right, just log out for me. Go ahead and log out, cause. <laughs> and then they said next episode she over here crying about something. I'm like, what what, what you crying for? They coming for you? <laughs> I don't know, child. Yeah, oh, I think they were going to talk about her ex, about how he's um, about um, the fight for custody and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. You know, she gets emotional. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Baby, daddy, get brought up. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Shout out to Bravo to giving <laughs> us our virtual, reality, our virtual reunion. Yeah, because I thought they was initially just going to wait until everything was going to open and then they'll do a reunion, but no. They knew money had to be me. I'm sorry, but like Nini, she's getting way too old to be acting the way that she does, in my opinion. Like I'm, and I like Nini, but it's just like she's like, oh, bitch, oh, I'm not with you, bitch, or I don't see it for you, bitch. I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's just getting old. It just sounds like uh, I don't. I just can't with her. Like I can't with it at all. Eva is very annoying. Eva likes to. Pussy pop and backpedal all the time, and I'm Ooh. over that. I'm over sometimes Cynthia wanting to be, you know, this person that's, you know, reasonable the next minute she wants to just pop off. Right. It's just like, it's just getting old. And I like to see all, like, we've seen them come a long way. Like, I'm not even going to lie, Real Housewives, they have, they're an iconic show. I would mm-hmm. even think that they'll even go down 
Seven Days Legendary show because they just done so much on the show as a whole. I feel like in certain aspects, but they've been on for so long. But like, I don't know. It's like I don't know when they're gonna give it a rest because they're not right. giving us anything new. What are you guys giving us at this point? Well, I, don't I mean, know. I, I think, think we're we'll looking at that. right. But the difference between a reality a reality show or a documentary style series versus like scripted television, where you can create your own twists and turns and plots, and also realities for people to be entertained. I think that we're watching uh, their progress, and people are genuinely tuned into their lives and seeing how they progress. And me, one of the reasons why I'm a fan of Nene Leakes so much is not just when she pops off or she holds her own. It's like, I remember watching the first season thinking like, who is this ghetto ass bitch with this raggedy ass weave? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how does this person get this money with this backstory of being a stripper? Right. For the same reason that people like Cardi B, in a, in a sense. It's like, mm-hmm. you watch their come up and you're like, wow, if, if she can make it from where she was, like, and she's on the same level with these ladies like people always want to argue about you know Nene being the most ghetto or you know people who love Kenya Moore saying she's a beauty queen and she's had a career and blah 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 and it's like okay but she had to come on a show that Nene started we're talking about Candy being though she's the Candy's the wealthiest uh, housewife on the show okay but she also had to come on a show that Nene created so when you're ta- when when these girls get into it with her and I'm just like you know, there is some level of deference and yes we're co-workers and we're peers but at the same time you're not going to disrespect me on my on my platform like Don't you're not going to go i'm not going to like you out of your way to disrespect me and try to punk me in my own space something that I, that i created or helped create so that you could make more money so that you could be launched from being a has-been being nope. back into the front of business you know what i mean because that's what happened for a lot of the girls that are on the show now since these aren't the only original is Mimi. The rest of these girls were has-beens or nobodies. Nobody was talking, Portia Williams, where she come from? She was the housewife of a football player. She's been able to launch herself into entertainment news as a personality. She's dropped mm-hmm. music. You know, she has a, a hairline, hair care line. Think mm-hmm. about Kenya Moore. Girl, like, we ain't seen Kenya Moore since Way Into Exhale. I didn't even know that was her <laughs> until three days ago. You know what I mean? You had this crown from the, the 20th century. Nobody cared. And oh, you're on this lady's platform trying to drag her, calling her ugly and all this other stuff. Like, that's not becoming of a beauty queen. I thought that beauty queens, especially black ones, were supposed to be uplifting to all black right. women. And she was so well, pressed about being called the B word, but mind you, you call Tanya the C word. A whole cunt, right. So I'm just like, um, but I mean, the entertainment value for me comes in, in watching and seeing how, how they move from one space to the next. Like, my favorite era was when Nene moved from just being this real housewife to a girl that could compete on a celebrity apprentice and took to get acting roles, even though her acting is, you know, child. But, you know, watching her make those types of moves because she wanted it and she utilized the platform that she created to launch her into other spaces. And I will always applaud those women for being able to do that. And as they bring new women into it, looking at them and seeing how they progress, I'm waiting on Eva to announce something new besides a baby. Like, Eva, where's your company? Where's your... Mm-hmm your modeling agency where where are your fashion shows or like, something where's your hair jail like give Just, me something yeah she, she, she best to, she she best to do because i'm pretty sure she's not the, she's not the highest paid i mean the check that she's getting is not um close to nini's or close to anyone else that is a veteran so she's gonna have to do something else um maybe if they keep her on keep next season 
Huh? I hope they don't. I really hope they give Marlo her peach. But she got to find a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Well, she got to do something, Joe. Well, anyway, I like this episode. I like, I love this first part of the reunion. The next part is going to be even more crazy. And actually, Nene walked out the first part. I, I thought it was going to be like, it was going to build up. And then I'll be like the end of the reunion. But no, she, she was like, uh, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom, girl. It's... So, yeah. I saw Santana on them. And mm-hmm. I had to pee. <laughs> right, right, right. So we'll see y'all uh, next week on Bravo. Well, we'll see you next week. But actually, um, that's it for today. I think that there's a lot that's going on. Um, I wanted to talk about more stuff, but I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> and I know you're about to go to the store, so I don't want to like hold you for nothing. So it's good that you guys came on the show. Um, thank you so much, Twyla, for showing up and being you know, a little guest co-host. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As no always, problem. thank you for being part of the show. Um, and you're welcome to come back. And you're coming out with your new episode um, for Live and Direct next week. I'll yes. be sure to uh, cross-promote it on my platform as well. And thank you, Derek, you know, for, for giving you a little intel on... Uh... All right, guys. Until next time, I'm your host, Darren Green, and this is The Darren Green Show, signing out. Oops, sorry. Hey. <laughs> All right, see you later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh. Or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org.